0: Hello my friends, I'm Pastor Padron and I'm here again with my fellow co-hosts Paul, Nick and Dave at the worldwide headquarters of 724 Cigars. This is the only podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise and fun of Twin Smoke Shop. New England's premier smoke shop right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And we are Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, NotJustBlowingSmoke.com, and you can keep in touch with us on Facebook and YouTube, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at NJBS Podcast, and on Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. So how is everyone
1: doing this week? Fantastic, Pastor fantastic.
0: Fantastic, what does that mean?
1: Well, I had just finished my second week trying to contain my little 35-pound Corgi after he got neutered last week.
0: He got so hyper <laughs> after he was neutered, you had well, to let figure let out how to me contain him? What does that even mean? Let me
1: explain this. The last She's week good. and a half my girlfriend and I have been trying to figure out a way to contain my little bundle of energy because uh, when you get neutered you have to keep him, you know, almost soulless for about two weeks. You know, very, very little activity. He has to heal and all that. Good yeah, luck with that. To him, it was the next day he was ready to go, it didn't matter. So we were just basically on almost a eighteen hour watch. Wow. Um, so, so he, he didn't I,
0: he didn't miss his little not at, at all? all
1: not at all wow yeah not at all that's wow. surprising. yeah yeah it's been real fun and uh we're coming to the end of that two-week period and uh we're ready to let him loose and uh nice all right um, Begin the uh, next chapter our, <laughs> our golden retriever
0: echo when we when we had him neutered he was uh quite docile for a little
2: bit really he, 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 you can kind of
0: tell. He, he, he realized something had changed. <laughs> something was no longer the same.
2: Well, m- mine, I have a, uh, almost a two-year-old Rottweiler, and he only has one. So you started and then didn't go through with it? No, his, his other one didn't drop.
0: His other one didn't drop? His other
2: one didn't drop, so we went to the vet. Is it yeah, going to drop? It's not. So he's, Where is it? It's still up in his abdomen, I suppose. Abdomen? Maybe? Is where a ball is in his abdomen? abdomen, I guess. Maybe, Maybe it where it's dissolved. That's where it's said. I, I don't have, know where Does it is. he
0: have an aversion to chasing balls? He does. Bumpers? That may be why.
2: Maybe.
3: <laughs> Maybe. Dave, Dave, how, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing yeah. good? Yeah? Yep. I got uh, plans to go up to the Kangamangas tomorrow. I'm excited. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Yep.
1: Very cool. Very cool. You and about a million other people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with traffic. Good luck with that traffic, man. You know, yeah,
3: man. We might just go up for the ride. Yep. Three hours, so. There you go. Go up the 93
1: route. Don't go up the 16 route. 93 in the Lincoln and head the over. Yeah. it's much less traffic on that route than the Ottawa That's route. what I was planning. No, everybody
2: hearing this show is going to take that route. Yeah. He's going to be <laughs> No, this, okay. this is this is, uh, this is
3: Friday night. We're airing on Monday, so. <laughs>
2: That's true.
0: Oh my! Well, uh, today on not just blowing smoke, we are starting off with our cigar review, and we are reviewing Rumacraft's Intemperance Whiskey Rebellion, 1794 Jefferson, and uh, the Intemperance Whiskey Rebellion line uh, has been out for a while, but it's been limited to uh, particular stores and and. Uh, just this summer, it was given a national release. And oh, wow. the Whiskey Rebellion uh, is named after the uh, Whiskey Rebellion, which went from uh, 1791 to 1794 in the newly formed United States of America. America. And that um, rebellion was, it revolved around the first federal tax on a U.S. product being whiskey. And uh, Thomas Jefferson is the uh, uh, person who repealed the tax in 1802. Yay. And uh, the wrapper on this cigar is an Ecuadorian Habano Lajero. The binder is an Indonesian uh, Pasuki, And then the filler is Dominican and Nicaraguan tobacco. It is a four and a half by 52 ring gauge cigar. It's a short Robusto. Um, what are our impressions of this as we've been smoking for a few minutes?
1: i got to say, uh, since we just put this out on, in the 724 Humidor today, um, we're all excited because we knew this was coming. And, uh, you know, I, I love Havana Rappers, too. I mean, Maduro is yeah. my favorite, but I'd, I'd certainly have a, a place for Havana There's Madura. still a soft spot for Havana Rappers. Still There's still room for much, other rappers yeah, exactly. in your heart? Always, man. There's always room.
3: Not just Eminem. JC, just both.
1: JP. JP. That's it. But, you know, you take a look at this and you're like, wow, this is, I can almost taste what this is going to be like. And then when we lit it, I lit it up and I started to smoke it. It absolutely, it, it, it's, it's very, very interesting. My first, my first initial thoughts were, wow, this is, this is a different blend. I've never smoked something like this before.
0: What about it is hard to explain? It's
1: it, because it, it's... That's hard to explain, Dan. The blend, I think, is you, you've got a little bit of spice, not much. You have a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of, of, of earthiness, mm-hmm. some, some uh, woody. It, it's, it's all these things just just come right out, and it's not one of them is pronounced. And, and, and as, as I start to smoke it, it's just different things are happening, and it's, it's. I, I mean, I love this. I think this is a, a, a probably one of my. Uh, this is a big surprise to me. Really. You know, just because of, of, of how it's it's, it's coming across. It, like I said, not one is pronounced. It's not like a, an overwhelming sweetness or an overwhelming spice mm-hmm. or an overwhelming earthiness. It's all coming at you, almost like different angles. It's it's a it's a. A very interesting
0: cigar. It, you know, I've been a big fan of the Intemperance line uh, since I, uh, since it first came to my attention a couple of years ago. I love the uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrap and the uh, Brazilian paraca wrappers, uh, and uh, both of those cigars have been fantastic. This Whiskey Rebellion, which has uh, the Ecuadorian Habana La wrapper on it, and it's the same binder and filler as the rest of the line the taste totally changes, and this again is another great illustration of the fact that most of the taste you get on a cigar comes from the wrapper, and just by changing that you can completely change the cigar and its experience. Um, I wasn't, I don't know why I wasn't, but I wasn't prepared for this to be so different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the predominant thing I get on this is wood, it's very woody. I get some spice, the retro. Well, I, I enjoy retroing my cigars, and when I retro it, there's a good amount of pepper, and it hangs around. You can feel it in the back of your throat, that pepper back there. And then the, the finish, it's almost like this leathery, earthy kind of sweetness, and then it's gone. It doesn't hang around very much. It's it's yeah. a It's a very interesting cigar.
3: Yeah it's it's funny you know um that's- exactly what uh I was thinking too was I got this pepper really? And spice and, and really exactly and wood exactly. And and just light earth. Big brother yep yep uh, no, everybody copied me <laughs> <laughs> so, um but no that's 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 like exactly what I'm getting out of it is uh, um I feel like the wood's very pronounced for me, uh the earth uh the the, the the spice and the pepper through the retro ale. Um it's really it's, it's different. It's nice. Does anybody else here
0: retro their cigars? Do they do that on a regular basis? I don't. You do not?
3: I,
2: don't, no. I do all the time. You
0: do all the time.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to. You trying to
0: I
3: never to? used to.
2: Yeah. I, I, just, just, I used
3: to do it all the time when I smoked cigarettes, but since I quit I just never did that anymore. But it's very it's a very different Um, feeling to do it with a cigar than it is to do it with a cigarette so
0: Nick what are you picking up off this
2: Uh, a lot of wood and a lot of spice Um, the the wood really comes through um, right up front and then that spice right in right in the back I retrohale all my cigars, so for me when you do that retrohale it's nothing but spice you do get a little bit of sweetness I don't get any leather but the wood, the wood, earthy. Maybe some, maybe some char in there, a little bit. Maybe a little char. Maybe a there. little char. Uh, maybe I just had too many cigars today. It's but, possible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> It's, <Probably laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely Probably. possible. Um, this is only my twelfth
0: cigar of the day. I'm not sure my palate may be clean enough to taste this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, you definitely get the wood in there and the spice. That's what. That's what's kind of keeping me intrigued, and the the strength is, is there too. Um, I like the strength that's really laying heavily on my palate.
0: What, how would we describe the strength of this cigar right now?
2: I would say it's like, to me,
3: this is like a, I feel like it's a dead medium. I don't want to say it's full.
2: I think it's, I don't know, I'd say, I'd, I'd say medium, medium plus. That's, on it.
0: that's kind of where I would go, but you know, the, uh... It's the spice that really adds that plus. There's a lot of pepper in this cigar.
1: I'm going to say this is medium full to full. This 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 is this is what I would look for in a in a full body cigar if there's going to be that pepper spice uh, presence, and and this definitely has that.
3: Mm. I feel like when a full cigar to me is like when there's like an overwhelming amount of like maybe like wood or char or earth. And it's just like very prominent. I feel like when a flavor is like exclusively prominent, that kind of means it's full to me. Um, but I feel like there's such a balance, and I only get like that kick when I retrohale. That's why I'm like saying it's kind of like a medium with a, I guess you could say like a a kick to it. But yeah. I don't think the actual strength of the cigar is like, I don't know, more than a medium to me. Just wait until you get up, babe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we're picking you up the floor
0: okay so the the burn on this cigar is uh, pretty decent it 's not you know totally straight across, but honestly for me i 'm not looking for razor sharp burn lines and things like that. Uh, I think a cigar should correct itself while you're going i you know if I have to really take the time to correct a burn uh, that's a problem for me. But I, I try and let the cigar do that on its own. But it's got a nice uh, whiter gray ash. The ash is a little bit flaky. It is. But it um, uh, looks really good. You can see it hanging onto the cigar there. It's not really shaken off at all. Um, uh, it looks great. Yep. Feel free to chip in, boys.
1: <laughs> you know, the more I smoke this, the more I'm, I'm absolutely loving it i really am the is this a,
3: is this a new flavor is this a on to the top five
1: well I, I i wouldn't say that but i would certainly say it's becoming it, it, it's it's peaking my 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 love of habano a bit and and but in, in a different way but like i said habano usually can be a a, a, a spicy sweet yeah, um, but this has got so much more to it, and it's it's uh, the more I smoke it, the more I'm, I'm just loving it. it. It really is. It's, it's so well, like you say, like you mentioned, David, so well balanced. Um, so I think it's blended, you know, uh, exceptional for getting all those flavors, uh, and it changed like they, mm-hmm. they, like Dan had mentioned. It changes, so it, it's it's uh, it's a very very uh, interesting cigar. It really is. I'm
0: loving this. Yeah, the the Roma Craft and Temperance line is one of a very select few lines of cigars that I've actually bought boxes of. And that, now that may shock a bunch of people listening out there that Pastor Padron does not have a whole you know, refrigerator Your bed full Padron of cigars boxes. at home or whatever. But uh, I work at one of the greatest smoke shops in New England. The I'm good. constantly surrounded by cigars. I, I'm smoking cigars all day. I don't really feel like I need Hundreds of cigars at home. I, I just don't need that because I'm here all the time. But Rumacraft Intemperance, I have bought boxes of to bring home. Now, I had, up until today, I had never smoked one of these Whiskey Rebellion cigars. Uh, I'm going to say for me, the Brazilian Araparaca blend, the Maduro version of the um, Intemperance, that's still my favorite. But, um, this is a very good cigar. I could definitely see myself coming back to it again. Absolutely. It's a great, great uh, blend here. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good. So, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on at uh, Twins Smoke Shop here. Last night, we had Nick Perdomo here at the store. We had a great event. He's been... Uh, going to shops all over uh, the area. Uh, I know he was at uh, another smoke shop today. Last night he told me that from Monday to when he was here Thursday at four o'clock, he'd been to thirty-one different stores in in this area. Driving wow! This area. And uh, so to have him for four or five hours one night was just fantastic. And um, I uh, was able to. Uh, get an interview with Nick Perdomo mm-hmm. for Twins, and and for their website, and for us here at, the, uh, at Not Just Blowing Smoke, and that interview, it's a video, is now up on our website, NotJustBlowingSmoke.com. It's also up on uh, the Twin Smoke Shop uh, website, and Facebook page, and uh, Instagram. And it was a real, it's a 20-minute interview, sit down with Nick, and it's really good. This is not the kind of interview where it's like, show Nick, how did you get started in cigars? How many kids do you have? What's your favorite cigar, Mr. Perdomo? It's, it's going to be a Perdomo. These were very uh, well-thought-out questions, and... Um, Uh, It's a great in-depth interview about his leadership, about what he's been able to achieve at Perdomo Cigars. We talk a lot about his educational programs that he he has. He's had almost 5,000 people uh, working in uh, cigar shops, management, even people from other factories come to tour and get educated at his facility to learn how to do it and learn how to do it better. And he talks in depth about that. It's a great interview. You guys need to go and watch it.
3: It's Hell fantastic. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Okay. There's a lot of dead air going on here. <laughs> uh, Nick, you're unusually quiet.
2: Yes, I am. <laughs> Did you get muted? <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't get muted. Um... <laughs>
0: My other ball didn't drop. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so um, uh, what about the uh, annual Blues Barbecue? That's still coming up on the 14th of September. Uh, That's our biggest party of the year. There's still some tickets available, Paul. You want to tell us a little bit about that event?
1: Yep. Um, it's again. It's uh, it's going to be Saturday, September 14th, um, from 12 to 6. Now, if you are uh, looking to get tickets, we have still have a few left. However, they are selling quickly. Um, Very so, uh, quickly. I would not. I would not wait. And specifically, if you are looking to become part of the VIP group, uh, the VIPs get in an hour earlier um, at 11 o'clock. Uh, there's going to be. Uh, uh, it comes with breakfast and a Bloody Mary uh, yeah, bar. Bloody Mayor, yeah, Bloody Mary bar. I am um, and you do get a few more cigars in your cigar mm-hmm. pack, uh, but they are selling very, very quickly. So uh, mm-hmm. please, if you have not uh, called for your tickets to come in to get them, please do. Like I said, we're very close to selling out on that, and. Uh, but it's a fantastic day. There's a lot of, There's a lot going on, entertainment, food, raffles, uh, vendors. Uh, it's gonna be like a circus-like atmosphere. So uh, if you haven't been to one, please come on down to Twins or call us up and uh, get your tickets and uh, come on down and just enjoy the day.
0: And the retail shop will be open for that, but the rest of the place is going to be uh, closed off uh, for people who are attending the event. So if you need to grab a cigar, you can come by and do that, but everything else will be closed up until 6 o'clock when it wraps up. Okay, what's our uh, continued impressions on this cigar? I'm about halfway done. Mm. Um, this is, to me, it's 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 very well balanced. This is a, a very well-blended cigar. Um, I don't think it's terribly complex. It's not changing all that much, but it is, you know those flavors of wood, pepper, uh, earth, they're just constantly there, and it's not calming down no. at all. I, I, I'm gonna say now that I, I would call this a medium plus cigar, halfway down.
2: Anybody else? I'd, I'd, uh, I'd say it's probably uh, its probably gonna be uh, a full body out To me, I'm getting a lot more pepper in the retrohale, a lot more wood. I'm getting a tad bit of sweetness on there mm-hmm. um but yeah i would I would bump it up to a full body now it's yeah. it's really kicking my palate,
0: yeah, and the finish is lasting longer yes maybe it is maybe it's something that's just building up and, and yeah. keeping going, but uh, when I started you'd get that uh it was subtle yeah, those kind of yeah, it was very subtle you'd get those earth that wood that spice on on your tongue, and in a few seconds it would be gone now it's lingering there I haven't drawn on the cigar in 10-15 seconds and I'm still feeling it Um, the the sides in front of my tongue are still tingling from the cigar
3: yeah it definitely sneaks up on you it's like it's I would definitely say it's more like a medium full to me now Um, but it's it it took a while for it to come in but it's nice it's a nice change
0: a nice change from what? Like, what do you? What from do you like use?
3: a medium to a, to a medium full.
0: All right. So you liked how the cigar changed as you smoked, mm-hmm. and That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying.
1: That's great. So in the beginning, it was it was a little more uh, earthy, woody, uh, some spice and some pepper. Now, it, it's, like I said, it's changing a little bit more. You're still getting everything, but now the peppers kicking in more. Um, it, it, to me, it's definitely going to be a full body cigar. It, it really is, and it's a, it, it, this is a pleasure to smoke.
0: All right. So, well. Let's move on to Pastor Padron's Cigar Confessions. And today on uh, this episode we're going to talk about how to properly light your cigar. And this is something that uh, comes up over and over again uh, with people coming into the shop and um, it's, it's a real treat to be able to, to work with people who are just starting out and wondering how to light the cigar Um, or to help somebody actually figure out how to light it better so that they can experience the cigar better. Um, I like to say that you want to treat your cigar um, kind of like you would toasting a marshmallow. I like using that analogy there. Well, let's put it this way. If you're toasting your marshmallow and you're wanting to get it a golden brown color, think of it like you're toasting a marshmallow. If you're one of those people who takes your marshmallow, puts it on the stick, and jams it into the coal so that it burns and turns black, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about toasting your marshmallow so that it gets that nice golden color. So you want to, the, the, if you're using a torch on your cigar, the, the hottest part of the torch is actually above the flame that you can see. So you want to hold your cigar at about a 40, 45 degree angle from the flame. Hold the flame beneath the cigar and and, uh, rotate the flame until you can see the foot of your cigar starting to black and then it will start to turn red. And once it's all red, then take it to your mouth, draw on it, and again, keep the flame several inches away from the cigar. And then start drawing on it. And you can uh, turn the cigar in your fingers. That will uh, fuse the wrapper to the binder of the cigar so that it's not going to rip or tear or anything like that. Now, that method of lighting your cigar takes longer. Um, But you will find that that really affects the chain, it really affects the taste of the cigar because tobacco is going to bring on whatever is there. So if you char the bottom, and I've seen people, you know, they like their cigar and there are black streaks going all the way up the wrapper and, and they wonder why their cigar tastes like crap. Well, it's because you burned it. It's like eating a piece of burnt toast, you know, or one of, the, or one of those black marshmallows. If you like carbon, well, by all means, do that to your cigar. But <laughs> if you want to taste the tobacco and not char or or coals, um, then take the time to light it right. You'll be glad you did.
3: Don't burn your foot.
0: Don't burn
1: your foot. It, it, it takes a little bit of patience, uh, but lighting your cigar slowly, absolutely, uh, is the way to go. Uh, like me say you just, you're, you're going to get the... the the full effect and the full flavor of that cigar. Um, if you take your time, toast it correctly, and light it correctly, you know, really slowly, um, it's it's the best way to do it. Taste the meat, not the heat. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, that this brings up another subject we can talk about. What kind of lighter do you like to use to light your cigar? Do you like a torch? Do you like a soft flame? Do you like multiple torches? You know, what what do you use? Matches. Or cedar sticks what's what's your preferred way to light a cigar
2: uh usually i have a dupont so i have uh, a soft flame
0: you have a dupont
2: i have a dupont have yes DuPont. i do a, li- a, a line eight um <clears throat> good. so uh, i prefer a soft flame mm-hmm. i think the soft flame gives uh, a, a a easier light when you're toasting the foot or a lot of times if i'm using a soft flame i don't toast the foot first I usually just um, pull it in nice and easy, make sure you rotate the cigar, and I take my time with it. I feel with doing that, it chars it enough to perform a lot better when, when I have a softer flame. So I, I prefer a softer flame, whether it be my DuPont or Matches. Okay. Dave, what about yourself?
3: Um, I'm really happy with my Triple Jet. Yeah. So I, I like it. I, think I just want to get it lit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the fast way to do it that's, without that's honestly
0: what a lot of people you know do i mean and, and a torch, if we're really being honest, is really too much heat for the cigar, which is why you have to hold it several inches away because it really is too hot. A, a torch burns at about fourteen hundred degrees twelve fourteen hundred degrees, depending on the 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 torch that you have. Tobacco will start to burn right at about nine hundred degrees. Matches or soft flames burn somewhere between six and seven hundred degrees so using a soft flame takes the longest using a torch is the quickest But you have to be careful that you don't really torch it torch the cigar They don't want you don't, you want actually you don't want to overcook it, it either. Mm. You know what right.
2: I mean? And that's what you can that's what you can accomplish with the with a torch um, with the and that's why I like to use a softer flame because it's not that it's impossible to over over toast it but it's a, it's a little easier. You're 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 being gentle with the tobacco, especially especially if you're smoking Connecticut as well.
0: Right, right. That's true. Uh, Connecticut wrappers tend to be more delicate. Right. And they can easily break or crack. Um, when I'm at home, I like using a soft flame. When I'm here at work, at Twins, I tend to use the torch, um, just because I, I do want to get things lit. Quicker, we're working, helping people, and stuff like that. But I do still try and take my time, and not just, you know, uh, burn the sides of the cigar. Paul, I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I favor
1: the butane torch. I really do, and I, both here and at home. Uh, but you, again, you have to be real careful. And as a matter of fact, I'll kind of play with it too. I'll, I'll see how far I can. Get that lighter away from the cigar when I'm lighting it, and you'll see. Probably I've got a good almost six to nine inches, and that flame is still hitting the foot, and it, it just just slowly lighting it until it's you know until it's completely white and ready to be smoked. It, it's uh, it's my favorite one. I've I've done matches is not I don't I don't prefer matches. I know a lot of customers do, but you can't toast it correctly with it. At least I I, I don't. I, I just haven't been able to really do that. Uh, soft flame, I can, but it just takes a little longer. Sure. You know, here the, the, and at home, the butane torch is what I use.
0: Now, one of the interesting things here is that nobody has said that they use a um, uh, a lighter that uses lighter f- uh, fluid, like a um, Zippo. Right. Why would you not use that? But- you
3: don't want to taste the heat. Yeah. knowing like, like that. that even even with cigarettes it's like you can <coughs> t- you can taste the fuel like after you light it right and, you can taste the, the the fluid, yeah, and i it, that just ruins it
0: yeah um, uh, Zippo fluid um, you know is like you know like a lighter fluid you'd use on a charcoal uh, uh, there to light your briquettes um, tobacco you know takes on the flavor of anything, and it will totally absorb it and bring it back. And so, if you're using that kind of lighter, that, that uh, particular scent from the lighter fluid will change the taste of the cigar. So even if I'm using a match, um, I wait until the uh, sulfur's been burned away before I hold it up to the cigar so that I don't get that. Um, that's why a lot of people like using cedar strips if they like a match, um, because they don't have to worry about that. Um, because all of that affects the taste of the cigar, which affects the enjoyment of it, which is the whole reason, you know, no one smokes a cigar because they have to. The only reason to do it is because you want to, and you're you're taking time for yourself. You want to make it the best experience you possibly can. All right. um, Final verdict here on the... uh, uh, Whiskey Rebellion Jefferson by Roma Craft. What do we think, guys?
3: I think the the Whiskey Rebellion is definitely um, going to be a go-to smoke for me. I, I'm really, really impressed with it. I love the wood, uh, the earthiness of it. Um, and um, I'm a big fan of pepper and spice, and there's a lot of that in this. I liked it a lot. And it's all balanced, which makes it really
2: pleasurable to smoke. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mine, I'm almost down to the band. and. It's actually, uh, it's becoming subtle now. Um, I don't get as much spice. I don't know if it you guys got to it yet, <clears throat> but it's um, it's calmed down a little bit, and the spice has calmed down. The woodiness is kind of they're they're kind of like at, they're even. They're so they're they're pretty balanced in that way, um, but I don't really get the crazy spice. But for me, I love this. This is going to be another go-to for my.
1: I am definitely going to add this to my arsenal of cigars. I really am. This, this is. Uh, I'm getting a lot more pepper now as I'm mm-hmm. getting to the to the final third. Um, it, the, the, I'm still picking up a little bit of the wood, a little bit of the earth, but the, the spice, pepper to me is more prevalent now, um, and I'm just loving it. I think this is a, a fantastic cigar
0: one of the things that that i enjoy about the intemperance line that romacraft puts out is that they are shorter cigars um, uh, romacraft is one of these companies they that uh, um, they like making shorter sticks they don't make a, a whole bunch of cigars that are toro and churchill sized. Um, the intemperance line is all really uh, robusto grandes and smaller and They're great cigars, you know, if you just need something that's going to be 30 minutes, 40 minutes, or a little under an hour, depending on the size. Um, And so, you know, uh, they're great cigars if you want to have something in that short time frame. Uh, For me, this cigar is uh, still, you know, the wood, the spice, the earth, it's all there. I'm... Unlike Nick, I, I'm not having anything calmed down at all. My my palate is still feeling that pepper and that uh, wood uh, on it, and uh, I'm enjoying it very much. But it's it's a lot of spice on yeah. this cigar. Absolutely, this is, there's a lot of this, this, this cigar packs a big punch. It does. It does and um, let me tell you, I am very ready for this week's palate cleansing absolutely mm-hmm. so I, I can't bring, get on i can't wait let's bring uh sam down here and see what's going on and now we have sam the barman uh, from the 724 lounge and he's brought a couple of things down to us for our mid-show palate cleansing uh, which i really need what have you uh brought us today there sam
4: uh, so today from Marsh Island, we have the PBU Who. It is a peanut butter stout. PBU Who? PBU Who. A peanut butter stout. Yeah, a the name is as fun as the beer stout. itself. Right, so you'll get a big peanut butter flavor, but it's not too heavy. It's light for a stout. It should go great with any smoke that, you know, you can't overdo the flavor profile. It should run right in the middle. Nice and easy and yummy. Is there
0: and a little then, bit of creaminess to it?
4: There is definitely going to be some creaminess Okay, to it good. Sure. That's what's going to be good for getting...
0: Getting the spice out of my
4: mouth. And then for a cocktail, we have the Hanky Panky. The
0: Hanky Panky, really? Hanky Panky, I know. Hanky
4: (laughs) Panky. That is a 1925 cocktail. So that's that's an old school design. Uh, We're using Bar Hill Gin, a little bit of Carpano Antica Vermouth, and then generally the recipe calls for Fernet, but I actually like to use an Italian Amaro instead. A little bit smoother, a little bit less cola going on. Should be a great, you get the floral, you get the deep woody notes, should run really well with the cigar you
0: guys are smoking. Fantastic. Let's uh, sip some of this stuff and see, what, see what's going on there. I'm starting with the uh, PBU hoo.
1: So this, uh, this stout is actually uh, very, very... Uh... <clears throat> It, 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 almost stout. Quenches, it almost quenches the thirst because it's a very light stout. <clears throat> I mean, when you put it up to your nose, you can definitely smell the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. When you taste it, you can definitely taste the peanut butter, but it's a very light body. Um, and it's, it's just a little bit carbonated, which is a little bit different than most stouts. So this is a, a very, I would almost call it a very refreshing stout, which is almost unheard heard of in the stout world.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the, the sweetness there... Just really kind of pairs with the um, uh, cigar, and and uh, um, the richness of the of the one kind of complements the other, and gets rid of a lot of the heat that the cigar put on my palate there. It makes me want to go back and get some more. Yeah, fantastic. Nick, what are you thinking?
2: I'm thinking it's silky smooth. You get that get that peanut butter and a little bit of the stout taste in there a little bitterness that I get um, but it's really really good I really like it mm. and I'm also a big peanut butter fan so that just like goes mm-hmm. right up my alley mm-hmm. Dave, what about yourself I am a, also a big fan of peanut butter
3: and I am also a person that would say that peanut butter does not belong in liquor I am wrong this is really weird but really good It's a, it's I like I, it's very different and uh, it's grown on me
0: yeah I, I, I have to say this is, this is not something that I would have picked out for myself so you know I, I'm grateful for Sam for um, uh, picking this out it's uh, not something that I normally would go for but it really... Matches this cigar, and I think it's going to set us up really well for the uh, pipe tobacco we're going to do, which is a small batch, batch Sunbear by Cornell and Deal. Um, several times a year, uh, Cornell and Deal will make a small batch of something, and basically, what that means is they're not making this is not a regular run. Uh, tobacco that you can always get. They make a limited number of tins for Sun Bear. It was 4,500 tins uh, They made this in July. They're already sold out of it. Uh, they don't have any more. Fortunately, we have plenty here at Twins Smoke Shop. Oh, yeah. Um, this was blended by Jeremy Reeves who's the head blender at Corneland Deal in uh, South Carolina. It's a Virginia-Oriental uh, blend, and it's made of red and bright Virginias that uh, were sourced from Canada that uh, were from 2014, some Bosma leaf, which is an aromatic leaf, it's, it's uh, uh, reputed to be one of the most aromatic uh, uh, tobaccos in the world uh, for um, pipe tobacco. And that is also from 2014, so there's five years' age on that tobacco. And then uh, there's also some Izmir leaf, which is a a tobacco that's grown in Turkey. And that's from 2013, so you've got five- and six-year-old tobacco here. And then uh, it has been cased with honey that Jeremy Reeves grew himself on his uh, farm Mm. at home. And then uh, some silver tequila and elderflower it is mixed pressed into cakes and then sliced into flakes that you then uh, can either put into your pipe or break up into into the uh, ribbon and and uh, put in your pipe however you like it Um, it comes in two ounce tins if you're lucky to find it and let me tell you the tin note is really really nice on uh, this tobacco here. You get this, you can definitely taste or smell the honey. You get the sweetness, this nice floral note that comes from uh, both the basma and the uh, Izmir. And um, it's just, this, it, it's, it's like summer in a tin. It smells like a late summer day. It's uh, fantastic stuff. Um, we've all lit up the pipes now. What are we all uh, getting from Sunbear here, guys?
3: It's really tangy. Um, I'm getting a lot of the Virginia. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, I don't know, I'm having trouble describing
0: it. The Virginia will will have that citrusy kind of tang to it. Um, It can have fruity notes. Mm. Uh, Stewed fruit is often a a kind of a thing that you get from that. Um, Kind of almost like a berry kind of sweetness to it. Paul, what are you picking up? I am picking up a little bit of the tang. Um, I do
1: have to say, though, before I even get into my description, mm-hmm. I've upgraded
0: my pipe. You did? You dog. You yes. upgraded no. from pie, the pie, corn pie.
1: cob? I went to the certified tobacconist named Pastor Badrone to help me pick out my upgrade. And he got me into a Rossi Rubino. Mm. And uh, it's a very oh, beautiful pipe. Uh, a nice dark wood curve. And uh, this, this is the inaugural tobacco that I am uh, now enjoying.
0: And what What do you think? Your first pipe tobacco uh, was the Cabbie's mixture, which was rather strong. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of your second official uh, light
1: on, not just blowing smoke. What uh, What are you picking up? It's a, It's a light. It's a more of a lighter uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of tang. Um, a little bit of uh, just, just a tad bit of, of smokiness, not too bad. Just, just mostly just the uh, the uh, the tang and the citrus. Um, but it's, it's to me it's 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 really a bit incredibly light uh, uh, light tobacco. Right? I guess there's a bit
3: of spice in there too, don't you think?
1: Just, just about, maybe that's a better way to describe it. I was going to say smoky, but maybe it is a little spice. Uh, don't forget, Dave, I'm still new at this, so yeah. you know, I'm, I'm picking up different things. So. <laughs> my palate isn't quite where yours
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what are you picking up here from Sun Bear?
2: Uh, definitely get the sweetness. Uh, a little bit of tang or sour. I- I'd say it'd be more sour for me. That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to think um, Thank you. And I get a little bit of bite on the retrohale. The retrohale mm-hmm. brings a, a, almost a, a spice to my nostrils. Mm. And also get some floral notes in there too.
0: One of the uh, drinks that we have for our mid-show palate cleansing was the a cocktail called the Hanky Panky, uh, which is some bar held gin, vermouth, and uh, amaro, and and um, what's that? What's what's the um, zest we have in there? It's a lemon, it's a lemon zest. Lemon. Um, that goes really well with this. Oh, mm, it does. Um, oh, so well that's really that, good. That lemon, honey, and lemon just go together, and that it's just, you know, I that cocktail for me is really just kind of bringing out the sweetness of this tobacco, oh, yeah. and uh, those floral notes, and uh, I definitely get some of that spice and some of that um, zest in the retro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel this. like
3: that spice. I'm putting. If I'm putting, I feel like that's the honey. You know. Because you know how pure honey? It's mm-hmm. kind of... It's spicy. It's kind of a sweet... It gets... Like it real
0: gets honey. Almost like a clovey kind of spice. Right,
2: yeah. I was going to say that. You beat me to the punch. Mm-hmm.
1: This is a perfect cocktail to have with this.
2: Oh, yeah. For sure. This
1: tobacco. Yeah. Very, very
3: nice stuff. Sun Bear and the Hanky Panky. Mm.
0: Now, how would you... Th- how, how does a Sun Bear go with the... um, um
2: B P Stout that we're
0: having.
2: Yuh-hoo. I wouldn't recommend it. No, I wouldn't recommend it. it for me. Anyways, I don't know for you guys, but for me, it's too overpowering. Mm-hmm. It's too bold mm-hmm. for the Sun Bear. For me, the Sun Bear is a light, light medium tobacco. You get some sweetness, some floral notes. You do get. Um, the the sour, bitter, tanginess mm-hmm. um in there and you do get some bite on the on the retro hale. But the the Yuho, that is just it's a bold drink. It's it's a stout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't really go in, in my opinion, it doesn't really go good with the sun Bear. If like the last show we had was the Wild Man mm-hmm. for the Tobacco. I think that would go pretty good with the Wild man, Um or Krabby's Mixture. That that was Crabby's I think, sorry, it. sorry, the cabbies, <laughs> right? <Crabbies>. Sorry. <laughs> Crabby. Um, but something like that. So, something with, you know, with a little bit more body, a yeah. little bit more bite would go good with the Yoo-hoo. Um But I'm sticking to the cocktail. The cocktail for me is is the best pairing out of the two. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think too,
3: it's, it's like, it's kind of like a, um, the tobacco is very delicate, and this is kind of like a hammer. You know, pretty least. much.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with both of you, uh, and uh, you know honey and peanut butter kind of go together. You know those 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 flavors. You can you know, I don't. Maybe it's weird. I've had honey and peanut butter sandwiches before, and mm-hmm. I like that. But this this is a very light tobacco, and um, the stout just really overpowers it. Uh, but the the cocktail here, the gin. And I think this this kind of leads you know if you if you're talking cigars too if you, if you're looking to have a Connecticut shade um, cigar you really want uh, you really don't want to go with a a, a brown um, uh, liquor like a scotch or a bourbon it's just going to totally overpower it you want to stay with something light and bright like a uh, vodka or a gin because that really kind of complements the lighter flavors yep. of things and th- it's certainly true here with lighter tobacco here. If you're doing a Virginia blend, um, you're probably going to want to stick with something that has that floral or or fruity note to it, and uh, the Bar Hill Gin here really does that in spades. Very, very good stuff.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, We have,
0: uh, you know, we have our big... uh, Barbecue party on the 14th of September. i to let you know a little bit of what's going on uh, pipe world-wise. Here at Twin Smoke Shop, we have a Savinelli pipe trunk show with Mark Mormar on um, September 21st here at the London Dairy Store from 1 to 4. And then uh, the 28th of September at our location in Hooksett. Yay. Mark will be at both of those. He's bringing about a hundred different pipes with him. Um, uh, Laudacy, which is the the company that um, uh, is the U.S. distributor for Savinelli, also is the U.S. distributor for Cornell Deal pipe tobacco and for GLP's pipe tobaccos, which we carry here in the store. And after talking to him, he's also going to bring a bunch of those tins that. We don't normally carry he- here in the store. So there is going to be a immense number of pipes and pipe tobaccos here that um, uh, you're going to be able to get. And if you come during Pipe Club, there are going to be uh, great discounts on those. There's going to be some swag. There's going to be some raffles going on. It's going to be a great, great time. So September 21st and the London Dairy location and September 28th at the Hooksett location, both from noon to four, it's going to be a fantastic time. And make sure you follow us on uh, the Twins Pipe Club Facebook page and on Instagram at Twins Pipe Club. Um, so we got some good stuff coming on that way. Um, continuing thoughts on this here. This is a um, uh, a blend, you know. You know There's different ways that you can put this into your pipe Uh, uh, Several of us here took the flakes and rubbed them out and put them into their pipe and tamped it like that One of the other ways you can do it is just take some of those flakes kind of twist them in half and stick them into your pipe Mm. And you'll notice that doing lighting it those ways makes it taste a little bit different Um, and so for me, um, this is a, I just folded the flake in half and, and stuck it in the pipe. It makes it a little bit more difficult to get lit initially, but it um, increases the richness of the taste. And so you you really uh, get those notes of honey, and every once in a while, I get the zest from from the um, uh, tequila uh, that's in there, and you definitely. You definitely get that floral note off this the room note of the pipe up here is fantastic uh, i'm really
2: enjoying this i am also now i have a question for you and this is pretty much for me and for paul and anybody that's listening that's just starting off with pipes or has just bought a new pipe is there a breaking in period i heard there was a, a breaking in period for new pipes like it won't? Will it not perform well in the beginning? Like you have to have a couple bowls or 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 anything like that? It depends on the pipe that you get.
0: Um, I had a pipe that I got a few uh, months ago here at Twins. It Was an unfinished pipe by Savinelli, uh, and that pipe is exactly what it sounds. It's it's basically carved and cut into the shape of the pipe, but there's no finish. So uh, when you draw through that pipe, you can taste the wood. You taste the briar, and as you're lighting uh, tobacco in there, you're wanting to build up a layer of char on the inside of the bowl. Cake. So you you want yeah you want to have that cake on there so that you're not tasting the wood. Um, That char kind of acts as a neutralizing layer that allows you to, to taste the tobacco more directly. Um, now in Paul's case there, the, the pipe that he got the Rabino, you'll notice that it already has a black layer uh, throughout the bowl of the pipe and that's a, it's a pre-charred thing. They basically put carbon on the inside of the bowl of the pipe so that it doesn't have that much of a break-in period. Um, You're not working to build that up. They've basically built it up for you. So if your pipe has that um, painted carbon inside, uh, then you don't really have a big break-in period. For my unfinished pipe or for pipes that don't come with that, um, it can uh, take some time in order to break the pipe in so that you're not tasting whatever wood that it is that uh, the pipe is made of.
2: That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Thank you.
0: Mm.
3: Thank
2: you, Pastor.
0: Well, you're welcome. I'm glad to assist. Now, uh, at this point in the show, we're going to uh, attempt to answer some mail, and we have. Uh, we got mail. We've, we've had some comments. We've had mail some questions. Uh, not so much email, but through direct messages and things like that, uh, and. Uh, uh, from things on our uh, not-just-blown-smoke stuff, I have gotten some questions that uh, we're going to take some time to, to answer. Our listeners out there, our growing uh, audience, and um, one question related to pipes was this. Do you need to do anything to your pipe between smoking one blend and another, or do you need different pipes for That's a good question. Blends? And that kind of, you know, is a natural follow-up to the question that that you had on breaking in your pipe. And um, uh, the answer to that is, well, it kind of depends. (laughs) Um, You you know, there are some tobaccos out there that... uh, Um, have a very strong natural flavor to them, like the wild man that we had last week has a very naturally strong smoky peaty kind of flavor because of the tobacco in there called Latakia. Um, uh, Other tobaccos, uh, strong aromatics that might be, you know, like a cherry flavor or or, uh, coffee flavored or um, raspberry flavored tobacco is very popular those flavors the syrup that is making those flavors on the on the tobacco um, when you smoke that typically will do what they call ghost your pipe and ghosting means that after the tobacco's gone it's still there <laughs> you know I've so done that. um Finally yeah <laughs> nick has experienced this nick found uh, the wondrous beauty of of smoking uh, uh, tobacco by Esoterica called Margate. He loves that stuff. It's a very, very strong Latakia based tobacco. And after smoking a dozen or so bowls of that stuff back to back, he started to realize that everything he put in there tasted like Margate. That's correct. And uh, and had to go get himself another pipe.
3: Yeah, that's really catching
0: on. So... <laughs> You know, now I have about a dozen pipes, and I have some pipes that I use for aromatic tobaccos, other pipes that I use for Virginia's, other pipes I use for Burley blends, I have other pipes that I use for Latakia uh, blends, Um, and so I have two or three pipes for each of those things. Now I've been smoking pipes for about 20 years. So think of it, in that 20 years, I've gotten about a dozen pipes. So it's not like you're going crazy. You're you're talking about a pipe every couple of years on average for me. Um, You know, you find that some tobaccos burn better in smaller bowls or better in wider bowls. But, um, um, you know, generally if I'm smoking one... uh, Virginia kind of blend, and I put another Virginia kind of blend in that pipe, I don't have a problem with it. But if I put that Virginia tobacco into a pipe that I've been smoking Latakia in, like if I've been smoking uh, Plum Pudding or GLP's Quiet Nights or um, Squadron Leader from Samuel um, Gawith, then it's not going to taste the same. Now that said, you can change the taste of what you're smoking by doing something like that. Sometimes that's fun. But, uh, you know, you know. unlike a cigar, you have control mm-hmm. over what kind of taste you experience that way. But, um, so the short answer is, it kind of depends on how into pipe smoking you become. If you really start getting into a wide variety of different blends, you're probably going to want at least um, a pipe or two more than one pipe in order to accommodate that. But if this is a casual thing that you do every once in a while, one pipe is going to be fine. All right. Uh, another question that uh, we've gotten is uh, something that relates to another podcast I was on for several years, and uh, which I will not name on the show here.
2: Um,
0: but uh, on that show, uh i had a segment we had a segment called miles with styles and that segment highlighted the escapades of one michelle styles who is a a good friend of mine and um, michelle is a a professional surfer and model and she has a very very interesting past and uh she's a she's a great great person one of the very interesting things about her is that she's, she's deaf, she was born deaf, um, but uh, without going into backgrounds of things, she's gotten cochlear implants and so now she's able to hear and um, has learned to speak and even sing so well that you really could not tell that she was deaf. And. She would go around the world, and um, while she doesn't smoke cigars or smoke pipes herself, um, her family members do. And so she would go into cigar shops all over the world and report on those shops for the show, talk about where she's been eating and stuff like that. Cigar guys are really into travel and stuff like that. And everybody apparently loved this segment so much that... Once I started sharing the podcast here, one of the top questions I've gotten back is, when is Michelle coming back? Well, here, look, here's the answer. I have no idea if or when Michelle is coming back. Right now, Michelle is in South Africa, and she is in the uh, final um, uh, 30 people who are competing for a sp- to the two spaces. In the U.S. Olympic uh, surfing team for the 2020 Olympics, which will be in Tokyo next year. And um, she is totally involved with that right now. Um, uh, So she knows. She knows that I'm doing the podcast. And she knows this is going on. But uh, I'm not sure she is in the same place where she could do something on a regular basis for us. Um, But we will see. We will see If I hear from her, I'll, I'll update you on how she's doing every once in a while if people really want to know, but uh, that be that. All right. Uh, do you want to ask us a question or maybe you want to respond to something we've talked about? Um, leave us a comment at our website, not just or DM us on our Facebook page, at Twitter, at NJBS podcast, or on Instagram at Not just Blowing Smoke. Or you can email us at notjustblowingsmoke at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: let's go around. What's our final verdict here on uh, Sun Bear?
3: I think it's really um, it's got some nice fruitiness to it. Um, it's got a little bit of tang, a little, a little citrus kind of a tang um, And the uh, and the overall like lingering taste. Um, I think it's. It's really nice and floral. I like, I like it. It's very pleasant.
0: No, I know you are smoking that in a newer pipe too. Has yep. that changed your perception yes. of the tobacco?
3: Yeah. So the uh, the other pipe just kind of like uh, it was a cheap pipe, so I you know, wasn't getting really much of anything from it. From a lot of things, mm-hmm. it really opened up uh, uh, the flavors. Really. Nice.
0: So you're getting you're getting
3: a. Uh, it, 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 in other words, it, it yeah. don't buy a cheap pipe. So. <laughs> <laughs> you fun of my. Court, yes. Not? there's a lot of people out there that have it's good for Popeye not for Pablo
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nick your final verdict it's a good afternoon smoke Mm -hmm. if you're sitting around on a Sunday afternoon on the front porch put some of this in your pipe man, this is great and it's awesome with the hanky paint. this is a, a match made in heaven for me it's sweet, it's tangy Compliments the tobacco perfectly. In my opinion, um but this is this, this is not a smoke that I would have at the end of the night. I would mean my opinion, I would think uh, I would like a more robust like the Wild Man or something stronger. Uh something with a little bit more body on it. But this is a really great smoke for a, a nice Sunday afternoon.
1: i have to say that being my third time smoking. This is probably my favorite so far. Really? Uh, again, it's tangy, mm-hmm. it's light, it's smooth. Um, I agree absolutely with that. I, I think this would be a, a great midday, afternoon smoke. Um, and, it, it absolutely uh, goes very, very well with that hanky-panky. Yeah, I, um, I, I would absolutely have both of these together mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, kudos yeah. to Sam for yeah. making that Fantastic. cocktail
0: um, uh, suggestion to uh, match for us. It really worked out great for the pipe tobacco there. Um, Unfortunately for uh, our listeners, there's a lot of places that are already out of this tobacco. Uh, fortunately for our listeners, we here at Twin Smoke Shop still have a goodly supply of this stuff. We bought a lot of it, and um, I highly recommend it. This is uh, easily an all-day smoke, uh, like like you've heard from uh, Nick and Dave and and Paul and I. I think we all agree this is this is. Not, you know, uh, an evening kind of smoke. And it's it's not necessarily something I'm in the mood for all the time. Mm. Uh, I, I generally like a more robust uh, pipe tobacco if I'm going to go for the pipe. But, you know, every once in a while, you know, I'm looking for something that's a little bit lighter. But isn't lacking in flavor. Um, and isn't, uh, you know, necessarily a really weak body. Tobacco, And you really get that with this. So if you like Virginia mixes where the Virginia is really highlighted, uh, I highly recommend this tobacco for you. You have been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings you the knowledge and expertise and fun of Twin Smoke Shop to you wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thank you for listening, and that's Not Just Blowing Smoke.